Hello everyone and welcome to CRAMSurge, clinical research appraisal and methodology for surgical trainees, where we pick a paper fresh from the press on a hot general surgical topic. We review it for you, we present it for you, we critique its methodology for you and provide top-of-the-field expert opinions and teaching on research appraisal and methodology. My name is Gio Perrin and together with Professor Sababella Subramanian, Adam Haig, Ben Wood and Josh Lau, we bring you Crown Surge from the wonderful region of the Yorkshire and the Humber. Hello everyone and welcome to Crown Surge, clinical research appraisal and methodology for surgical trainees, where we pick a paper fresh from the press on a hot general surgical topic. We review it for you, we present it for you, we critique its methodology for you and provide top-of-the-field expert opinions and teaching on research appraisal and methodology. My name is Gio Perrin and together with Professor Sababella Subramanian, Adam Haig, Ben Wood and Josh Lau, we bring you Crown Surge from the wonderful region of the Yorkshire and the Humber. Right, hello everyone. Uh, tonight uh, we are going to have a brief chat about uh, critical appraisal and why it is important to surgical trainees at all levels as well as medical students. Uh, with me, I've got tonight uh, Professor Sababala Subramanian, consultant surgeon and honorary professor at the University of Sheffield, Julian Kurt, uh, medical student at the University of Sheffield, and Adam Haig, specialty registrar in the region of uh, the Yorkshire and the Humber. Uh, let's start. Uh, I will leave uh, the floor to Julian uh, to uh, start our discussion. Julian, ball to you. Thank you. Thank you, Gio. Um... Can I just start off by asking sort of the golden question of the hour, I think. Uh, could you explain what a critical appraisal is to a student or a trainee? Uh, yes, I think um, I'll take that forward. The formal definition of critical appraisal from Wikipedia uh, is as follows. The use of explicit and transparent methods to assess the data in published research apply the rules of evidence to factors such as internal validity, adherence to reporting standards, conclusions and generalizability. So in other words, a critical appraisal is a systematic examination of the research question, methodology and results of a scientific study. It aims to assess factors such as study design, confounding variables and other sources of bias that may influence the trustworthiness value and relevance of the study to patients and clinical practice. So in essence, it answers the simple question. Is this research valid? And is the value to patients and to clinicians like me? The question is simple, but the answer, I'm afraid, might be complicated. Okay, thank you. Um, I, can, I can definitely understand why research is important. But this, in a sense, almost sounds like researching research. Is this correct to assume? Uh, hi, Julian. Uh, yes, I think you're right in one sense. Let me see if I can explain it from a slightly different perspective. So in a research study, to better understand disease, determine optimum practice, and improve clinical outcomes, doctors and scientists make observations on patients and disease states, or they may trial the effects of interventions on patients' health and clinical outcomes. So what critical appraisal does is it allows us to determine the extent to which a study's results are accurate and not significantly influenced by bias or error. Now this concept is called internal validity 
And this can help judge whether the methodology employed is reasonable, the presented results are acceptable, and if the conclusions are justified. Now, in addition to demonstrating that the study has been performed with scientific rigor, it is important to establish if the question addressed in the study is relevant, if the methods that the researchers have employed are feasible and reproducible, if the cohort or the study groups and the setting in which the study was done resembles everyday practice, and generally the results are applicable. Now, if this is the case, the study is deemed to be externally valid and the results could have a significant impact on our clinical practice. So the two important things that appraisal does, it looks at internal validity and also at what we call external validity. Okay. Oh, great, thank you. Uh, it sounds really, really interesting, but a bit complicated. So do you mind if I ask what type of questions uh, you might ask for a particular study? Yeah, sure. So there are some general questions you could ask of any research paper. And there are also some specific questions that really depend on the type of study you're appraising. The study design, the specific methods used in the study, outcomes that they've assessed, and so on. So if you're um, asking about general questions, some questions that you could ask when critically appraising a study would be things like, is the research question important and relevant to your setting? Is there a hypothesis on which the study is based? And is it a valid one? What was the nature of the population studied? What were the inclusion and exclusion criteria? And are these justified? Does the uh, cohort of patients included in the study resemble that seen in our clinical practice? Another question could be, how was the outcome of the study measured? Is that a reliable way to measure? And was there a significant difference in the outcome between groups? Another category of questions could look at generalizability. Are the results of the study generalizable? And what implications does this have for your practice? A further question could be, is further work required to answer the research question? And if so, how can this work be done? So this is not an exhaustive list. However, in general, for a busy clinician, trainee or student who's skimming through several papers in a very short period of time, the questions they would ask of a specific paper could be summarized and like this. It could be what, so what, how, and what next. I'll explain this. By what, I mean, what is the study about? What have the authors done or attempted to do? And what does it say in reference to the results? By so what, I mean, why is this study important? And why is it relevant to me or my practice? By how, I mean, how have they done the study? And how are the methods justified and validated? By what next, I mean, what are the implications to me and my patients? Will I need to change my practice? or is further research required before I change my practice. When we talk of clinical research or medical research in general, you may have heard me mention Prof Professor Yanidis of Stanford University. Adam? Yes, Saba, uh, yeah, I've, um, I Googled him after you mentioned him to me before, and I was particularly interested in a paper which appears to have been one of the most downloaded clinical, clinical research papers ever. 
Uh, and quite interestingly, he made the case in this paper um, that most published research findings um, are false and that many of the conclusions in research studies may not be valid. He also demonstrated that research findings are likely to be exaggerated in many instances. The exaggeration apparently particularly occurred if the research question was in a so-called hot topic, um, if the numbers of the studies were small and if the effect size was small, if the study tested many associations or relationships, and if the study involved methods with potential for significant variation or flexibility, and if the study was on a topic with commercial interests. So I guess that leads on uh, to a question from me. Um, as a trainee doctor, do you think it's important to learn how to critically appraise papers early on? Or is this something that I don't really need to worry about until later on in my medical career? Uh, thanks, Adam. That's an interesting question. My argument would be that it is best to learn how to do critical appraisals well quite early in your career. I think critical appraisals help in three distinct areas. One is they help you understand the basis of clinical practice. Two is they help you communicate science and research. And three is they help you get involved with research. So let's just take this one by one. So understanding the basis of clinical practice. So how does appraisal help you here? So clinicians and trainees, and to a certain extent students, need to be up to date in their field of um, practice and understand the basis of decision making and also the changes to decision making that have occurred over the years. Medicine, as you know, is constantly changing. An intervention which is considered essential or standard in today's practice may be shown to be completely redundant or in some cases harmful in as little as five years. Alternatively, a treatment considered the first line for, say, disease X may become a second line treatment when another more effective alternative takes over. So not only do clinicians need to implement the alternative treatment in new patients that they see, they may also need to consider changing current prescriptions for patients already on the established treatment. This includes consideration of the risks and benefits of both treatments and consideration of the risks and benefits of changing treatment. So in some instances, as you may envisage, it may be better to continue with the old or traditional treatment. Now these considerations are based not only on the knowledge of the theory of medicine, experience and judgment, but also on the understanding of empiric evidence from published research. Now moving on to the second area, which is communicating science and research. Now communication of research findings to students, other trainees, peers and our patients is an essential part of most clinicians working life. However, this requires a good understanding of the terms and concepts used in clinical research. Typically, this occurs in the assessment and communication of measures of risk. Now, let's consider a simple example. Now, if there's an increase in success as a result of implementing a new intervention from around 98% to 99%. Now you could either express this as an absolute increase in, increase in benefit of 1% or a relative decrease in failure rate of 50%. Now if you're confused, 
don't worry. Many will pay, but do get involved in improving your appraisal skills and this will become clearer. Now the third aspect of the value of uh, understanding or getting involved with appraisal is that they help you get involved in clinical research. Now many students, trainees and doctors do get involved or have the opportunity of getting involved in clinical research at some stage in their careers. Now designing clinical studies well and putting the results of the studies in the context of other published literature requires critical appraisal skills. A lack of understanding of methodology and a lack of confidence in dealing with numbers, charts and analytical methods is often the cause of reluctance and failure to engage with clinical research. A typical reason often given by clinicians and trainees for not undertaking research is, I'm not very good at statistics. However, most of us are not. And fortunately for most of us, understanding research, doing research, and explaining clinical research only requires a really basic understanding of methodology and research concepts. And you can get this if you're interested, if you spend time and with patients and the careful consideration of study methods and results. That's what a lot of appraisal is about. So I would say start early, not just as a trainee, but as a medical student. So what do you think, Julian? From a medical student's perspective, do you think you're able to learn critical appraisal and you think you'd find it useful? Um, I think that the medical curriculum in general is quite vast and the pace of learning required is quite intense. Um, medical schools, in my experience at least, quite understandably struggle to teach the entirety of the medical curriculum over the five or six years of the course and rely on medical students' ability to self-learn or decide on what may or may not be important or relevant to them or the course. And I think that medical schools almost have a reputation of throwing information in front of you for you to then assimilate and understand most, if not all of it. In that, I think understanding and deciphering is maybe the most important part. You could sit someone in front of a list of 10 words and within a couple of minutes they might have memorized it, but at what point can they take those 10 words and make enough sense of it to make a sentence, if you know what I mean. And I think that's something that any school or university will struggle to teach in a comprehensive manner, as there's just not enough time. For example, students often rely on information presented in publications or online resources as a source of up-to-date knowledge. These sources may present conflicting information, and sometimes the students might misinterpret or misreport findings from research studies. Um, having critical appraisal skills may be really important in judging the quality of the published materials and depending on whether to accept the published material at face value for the student. Uh, for example, students might be researching effective drug treatments for a specific condition uh, for university and may read a published review of the condition by authors with a commercial interest. With awareness of the influence of commercial interests and uh, with developed critical appraisal skills, uh, you may be able to detect a source of bias that may have influenced the findings presented in the reviews, bias which may be in the form of the methods employed in doing the review, outcomes and measures used. Right. Um, I agree with you. Um, I think 
overall learning critical appraisal skills is important for medical students. Uh, with a strong background in critical appraisal techniques, uh, you will be able not just to understand the information given to you in greater depth, but also decide for yourself if it is something you will want to apply in your future practice. Uh, it will also enhance your ability to efficiently sieve through information and judge how reliable and applicable those resources might be in relation to the curriculum and your practice. Also, um, I think that the expectation for students to get involved in clinical research is increasing. And for what I understand, it might not necessarily affect you until you apply for uh, core or specialty training uh, after your foundation years. But if you manage to get involved early uh, in a study and get it published uh, while in medical school, it will definitely strengthen your CV, uh, especially if the studies in the specialty you're interested in. So just by having strong appraisal skills and understanding how studies are run, uh, I think you are more likely to start a research project of your own, uh, as you mentioned before. Yeah, fully agree. So critical uh, analysis skills also provide a concrete foundation for students' future role as a junior doctor. Students will be expected to recognize limitations of research and how studies may impact uh, their practice in a clinical setting. So if you have a greater understanding of the applicability of research to clinical practice, as a junior doctor, you'll be able to explain the pros and cons of the proposed management strategies, as well as better inform patients of the potential benefits and risks of an intervention. Now, research is vital to the continuous advancement in the understanding of disease states, in the understanding of the benefits of new technologies and interventions, and the understanding of risks posed by these advances. However, due to a growing strain on NHS hospitals and healthcare, there are less and less opportunities for clinicians to support and supervise junior doctors in the research. And unfortunately, formal research training is also quite limited. So this, I would say, increases the need for students and junior doctors to engage with clinical research at an early stage and work on developing their skills on a regular, ongoing basis. So as a surgical trainee, Adam, what's your view on the teaching and training of critical appraisal? Um, I think to answer that, I have to go back uh, to my time in medical school. And during that time, uh, I was involved in several journal clubs and research initiatives, and this enabled me to frequently review and critical appraise, critically appraise research. Um, this, in fact, sparked my interest at Intercalate. By that, I mean take some time out of medical school uh, to complete an additional year um, and do a research degree, uh, which I completed late in my fifth year. Uh, and when I undertook a research project uh, aimed at developing a risk scoring system for cardiac surgery, it was during this time where I completed a, an intensive 12-week course that provided me with a basic understanding of research methodology, as you've previously alluded to. Fast forward 12 months to FY1, or the first year as a junior doctor, and no journal clubs, no research initiatives, no involvement in appraising research. And like all skills, without regular uh, practice, my ability to pick up a paper and meaningfully critically appraised it diminished alongside my confidence to do so as well. From there, fast forward through foundation year two, through core training years one and two, and from 
some locum times and then into ST3, uh, which is kind of the early years training for a UK surgical trainee, for those that don't know. And again, no journal clubs, few opportunities to get involved in research initiatives and minimally involved, minimal involvement in appraising surgical research. Speaking to my peers, this is by no means a unique situation, but uh, the mainstay of the experience within the region and elsewhere. This may not be the same experience everywhere. There are some journal clubs elsewhere that seem to be uh, well-led, organised and often well-funded. Anecdotally, however, this is by no means common. You could make many criticisms to what I've just said. Why didn't I set up a journal club? Why didn't I design and carry out my own research? Why didn't I find clinicians interested in research and stick to them like glue with the hope that presentations and publications would somehow filter down to me? And I think the short answer to this criticism is that I did try, um, but it was neither fruitful nor easy. Um, and I'm sure a lot of trainees can... Uh, kind of share this experience of tens, if not hundreds of unanswered emails, statistical stumbling blocks, and waxing and waning of numerous projects which did not get beyond some enthusiastic discussions in, in a pub or in a coffee shop. I believe that critical appraisal of research of any medical paper is a fundamental part of a clinician's career. Being involved in good quality critical appraisal on a regular basis is not about reinventing the wheel. A regular, well-organized and led journal club on high-impact papers and clinically relevant topics can keep attendees up to date, provide the stimulus to doing research, develop and maintain appraisal skills to improve the understanding of research methods and enable good quality and confident critical appraisal. Um, thank you. This is this has all been really, really great. Thank you all so much. Um, I, I think from being a medical student, um, me and a lot of my peers uh, can definitely appreciate that that medical schools really struggle in fitting a critical appraisal course into their already stretched course, um, and students usually have to develop this skill by themselves. Uh, I think a course, uh, uh, sorry, a study. Uh, determined that out of a cohort of 20 medical schools, the average lecture time spent teaching an evidence-based medicine curriculum was around eight hours and ranged from one to 36 hours, which really indicated the lack of opportunity for students to learn and develop their appraisal skills in university. Um, and I guess that comes to my question, which is, um, are there any resources you guys would recommend using to develop my critical appraisal skills? Yes, there are, Julian. And as Adam said uh, just now, the situation is the same, if not worse, for doctors in training. Now, one of the ways forward for doctors and, tra and trainees, for students and trainees, rather, is to use resources available both online and from textbooks to learn uh, by themselves um, the principles of critical appraisal and understand research methodology. Now, there are quite a few online resources um, which both teach and develop your understanding of critical appraisal. Now, I'm sure Joe knows of a few resources, don't you, Joe? Yeah, I'll um, uh, briefly mention a few to you guys uh, that are listening 
and I'll put all uh, these links on our show notes. Uh, we'll start with CASP or uh, a Critical Appraisal Skills uh, Program, uh, which is basically a checklist type service help you develop your critically um, critical appraisal skills for different study types. Uh, BMJ Learning offers a good few modules that you can access. Uh, most universities will uh, offer access for free. Um, Evidence-based medicine, a user's guide, is a good one. Understanding statistics, tips for hospital doctors, uh, again, another very good one. And uh, understanding statistics, too, uh, is there a significant difference? Um, so all of this um, are, are pretty good resources that you can easily access online. Um, critical appraisal tools, uh, CEBM, uh, is another very good uh, and useful resource um, that generally lets you access uh, multiple appraisal worksheets in different languages. And again, all these um, resources will be available on our show notes. So uh, just have a look at that. Um, it is also important to maintain your appraisal skills uh, once you've developed them uh, and picked them up uh, by applying them regularly. Uh, this will help you uh, build on the knowledge that you've gained uh, and also help you build your communication skills when you're talking to other professionals. Uh, generally speaking, this has been done in the past by journal clubs and as we mentioned already uh, in this podcast, um, nowadays this journal club seems to have kind of disappeared uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, and they're not very often encountered in surgical departments. Luckily, there are a few online, um, such as Cramsurgy itself. Cramsurgy is, in essence, uh, an online journal club, which is run by students, trainees and consultant doctors with an interest in the application of critical appraisals and methodology skills to surgical research particularly. Uh, as you all know, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, we meet quite regularly online for our live sessions and we welcome surgical trainees and students in the Yorkshire and the Humber region. Um, however, uh, everyone is welcome uh, and the, if you would like uh, to attend, you can present a study. Uh, just go on our website, um, cramsearch.org slash present with us. There will be a little bit more information and a form to apply. If you just want to join in our sessions, uh, our mailing list is available on our homepage and uh, we send out regular advertisement for all our monthly live uh, sessions. Um, you can follow us on social media. You'll uh, uh, find all our episodes uh, and uh, updates on what we are up to. We are on Facebook, Twitter uh, and uh, Instagram. So uh, thank you all uh, for listening. Uh, to our podcast and we are planning a good few of this uh, sort of critical place of topic sessions uh, in the future so stay tuned for more thank you everyone for tuning in and listening until next time keep running your life with our surgical podcast